What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Thank you, Eric. I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's you know, an opportunity I don't get very often, so I'm grateful for the opportunity. Thank you. Well, we're pleased to have you on here. Um, James and I got uh, got into touch with each other uh, not not even two weeks ago. I don't think it's been. And, yeah, it's uh, been a week actually to the day. Is it? And we had a we had a great conversation over the phone. In fact, I think we both put, pretty much had to put the brakes on it because we wanted to save some some of the interesting <laughs> stuff for the show. Um, so James, Michigan Aboriginal Project. I'm going to start yeah, off something. by saying that I think that that's a that's an unusual but brilliant name for your project because I fall into the category of believing that these are a people and native to any and or all lands because most places throughout the world have these these experiences and these creatures. Tell me, tell me a little bit about your, uh, how you got your start when you started with your, uh, your YouTube and yeah, well, uh, I never, I really, honestly, Eric, I didn't see it coming, but I'm, I'm, I'm uh, curious by nature. And I, I, I thought, uh, once I had determined once upon a time, uh, that these creations were real, these beings, if you will, uh, were real. I just, I just wanted to see one, you know, since, since I was a kid. So, uh, 
I did anything I could to satisfy my curiosity. I was going to the woods anyway. I'm a photographic artist, and, and uh, I love to fly fish and uh, just be with one in nature. And uh, I always took to my favorite boyhood valley somewhere in northern Michigan and, and um, love it there. It, the, the place is like a tonic to the soul, you know. It's, uh, it's really a wonderful thing. So um, I, my art sprang from there, my you know other passions. And, and uh, a few years ago, I, I thought the world had gone mad. Uh, and I wanted nothing to do with the rest of the world anymore. <laughs> Save for my day job. And <laughs> I don't think you're alone in that. <laughs> Not alone. So, um, you know, it, it was just coincidental, uh, you know, when I was doing a little research. In fact, it was the first time I'd used YouTube as a research utility. Um, and it's wonderful. So I found everything I wanted for. And, and there was, during the two or three days I was doing this, this Bigfoot video came up. So that just piqued my boyhood curiosity. And I clicked on it and ended up going down the rabbit hole. Uh, by my own wits and reckoning, uh, I determined that they are a real species. And you can go to turf uh, where you're likely to, you know, see them or at least see signs that they have been around, signs of their presence. And um, uh, it's been a really amazing journey. Uh, you know, I've learned from others, of course, um, a broad spectrum of personalities and, and uh, uh, abilities uh, who published their stuff on on YouTube and I uh, learned a lot and I figured out how to, how to do this. And, and I've been very fortunate and, uh, getting to the point that I have, uh, I'll have to say that I've prayed on this throughout the journey. Uh, not only for my safety <laughs> as we all do, especially during an encounter, you know, uh, you just want to save your own ass and, and realize what a dope you are for being out there in the first place. Cause when it really goes down, Eric, it's intense. It is super, super, uh, intense and exhilarating and amazing. I mean, it's like I number one during my last encounter, I had never felt smaller in my life. When you, when you have this, you know, epiphany that this is happening, it's happening right now, and it is unbelievable. And you're alone in the woods, and it's just, it's just it, it was amazing. I'm I'm lucky to have not uh, soiled my trousers. Uh, well, you but know, we'll you talk bring... more about that in a bit, but. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the thing is, yeah, I just wanted to see one. Uh, and I took the woods and God uh, blessed me with a few gifts. And I thought really that my artistic photography was going to benefit or, or that experience might lend itself to uh, perhaps, I, you know, contributing to the identification of the species. And back then, you know, I didn't know what they were, uh, but I, I've gone through so much and I've recorded so many vocals. Uh, speech, actual, you know, multisyllabic and well-enunciated expression that others might refer to as morphine streams. But it's speech. It's like it's, it's, they talk, and they talk a lot, um, and it's amazing. And one night they, they talked at me. It was loud. I don't know what their intention was, whether it was to say hello or, or uh, to harass me in the supreme um, way. But The interesting thing about the, the audio that you capture it's it's not what we've come to know as like the Sierra sounds. Um, there there's a different there's a different tonal quality to it. Yeah. In fact, when I listen to it, most of it, and and I'm probably not using the right term, but most of it sounds to me almost um, subsonic. Yeah, it, it's weird. I've tried to, to find work with my own mind to make sense out of it. Uh, one benefit of having an artistic mind is that, you know, I try to make sense out of chaos. Um, and I, I learned a lot about that through the, uh, the 
lectures of Jordan Peterson, which I highly recommend to every everybody. So anyway, um, I've tried to make sense out of this chaos, and I've come up with, even the stuff that I've come up with is so very different. Uh, the vocals and dialects, or what, if that's what they are, or if it's a completely different cryptid species, I have no idea. But they're different in Ann Arbor than they are from Southfield, than they are from uh, up in my uh, valley. Um, they're all different. You mentioned a couple of town names there, and people who have stumbled upon this podcast are probably going to wonder why I named it Suburban Squatch. Oh, yeah. Well, they're a lot closer to us than you'd ever imagine. Yeah, and, and we're starting to hear more and more about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that's because we're encroaching on their space or are they getting comfortable with the idea that they know us well enough to think that they can get in closer and still not be detected? Uh, I think they've always felt that way about us, no matter our you know uh, age in this country over the past hundreds of years. Um, but you know, at first there were the, the first nations people, you know, they were accustomed to them and, and they, there are tales of them trading with one another. So right, that, yeah. that clues you into the proximity of, uh, modern man to, uh, these ancient creations. I, you know, I have to believe that if they're not from another planet, which I, I'm not convinced some people believe it. I, I just don't know. Um, I believe they're an ancient people. I believe they're perhaps the original, uh, and, and perhaps the oldest, uh, hominin species on, on the planet. I mean, they've, they've adapted naturally to, to the, all climates, and, and they survive harsh winters and, and everywhere where there is a harsh winter, and even the great heat. Do you think there's inner, what, what would be the right word for it? Do you think there are multiple versions of what they are, like different species all interrelated? Yeah, but yeah sure, sure. There, there have to be. Well, people's eyewitness accounts and and descriptions vary. They vary regionally and I think around the world. Um, But I think essentially there's somewhat the same creation. Look at at we Homo sapiens, right? We have all different colors, different shapes, different, you know, look, all that. Same applies to this species, our cousins, uh, who are naturally, you know, acclimated to every climate, which blows my mind, you know? Yeah. And I I tend, I I, I have to agree with you in that. My belief is that they are a, a, a people um, Mm -hmm. who have, who have evolved and survived alongside of us. Yeah. I think that's precisely what they are. Like a parallel branch to us, but for, for whatever reason and for God knows how, They've managed to, by and large, stay out of our stay out of our eye and our our understanding yeah. for. Well, look where they live. I mean, I find uh, evidence of their having been there, and when I say been there, that's generally thickest depths of the woods. You know, uh, sometimes some of these structures are along our roadside. Um, you know, I I can only speculate as to what the structures are. You know, the teepees, wigwams, uh, that kind of stuff. Teepees seem to be the most uh, prominent, uh, but I almost wonder to myself, you know, like the ones that you find closer to the roads, um, that are they're actually in within eyesight of of the roads. Mm-hmm. You think those things are designed to be a blind of sorts? I I think they probably serve multiple purposes. Uh, I think when you see groups of them together, it's a place where these creations commune. 
uh, they, they, they must, they, they, they must commune. You know, they're, they're people like we are, like you, like you say, and we are social creation. Uh, that's been my experience. And I've, I've, um, recorded, um, a variety of things within these that, uh, support that hypothesis. And then, they, you know, they, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your no, thought. I lost my train of thought. And the audience should know that I'm a bit ADD, so when I see a squirrel or shiny objects, uh, or if I run out of a beer. As long as you don't don't get distracted by the sound of your own breathing, we'll be all right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that happens in the woods. You're thinking, what is that? No, it's my heart beating. (laughs) So, So your journey as far as an investigator goes, did you go out with the intent of, of trying to look for this thing or was this, uh, was this a byproduct? Uh, well, all that I've done since is simply all it evolved into. Um, my curiosity has not yet been fully satisfied. Uh, I'm not sure that it ever will be with, with regard to the subject because there's so much to learn. Uh, you know, I'm talking about, you know, different vocals in different regions of the state and, you know, that, that, uh, I, uh, the Hanzo files that uh, you and I spoke about that, yes. I'm not sure that anything like that has ever been recorded. Same goes for some of my other more esoteric stuff. Uh, but what what what, it, what I found is that uh, they are a special people, naturally acclimated to all clients. But they can also um, act. They they can also speak within the din of uh, the sounds of the woods. Uh, if they're near water, they have a, a a watery, gurgly vocal modality, which is just bizarre. You can hear that in um, uh, voices from the midst of the woods, the depths of the woods. Um, but, uh, okay, I'm losing my train of thought again. There's That's so right. much to talk uh, about. This let, me, let me help you out. <laughs> let me help you out. I want to I stick on the vocals here for a minute. You said something yeah, yeah. about um, the, the, the watery sound mm-hmm. that, that you've captured. Um, yeah. And that's in an area with, with water as well, correct? Yes, but the water is not audible. Uh, it's a still... Uh, water portion of, of this river, which is probably 50 feet from, from the structure. Understood. Um, but I guess, I guess the point that I was going to get at was, do you think that their, their vocal structure can kind of camouflage itself yeah, to, yeah, its, that's what to I, its surrounding? Yeah. I just, it, that's what I call it. It's vocal camouflage. Um, whether that makes sense or not, but they, they have an ability to speak within the general, you know, like during my encounter, it was raining. So they were speaking with these percussive, uh, melodic tones, uh, and popping, clicking kind of stuff that blended perfectly with the rain. And there were, there were only certain occasions where I could sense, um, like, uh, disturbances in the wind, like your, uh, your, your, uh, <laughs> your tympanic membranes are, are actually resonating a little bit. And it's different from the sound of the wind, but it, it, it almost complements it. And that's weird. That's a heavy concept to actually, you know, digest but or swallow even. But um, that's exactly well, what they do. And during my encounter, uh, you can hear all that. Yeah, let's play an example of that. And uh, then. Oh, do you want to play them? Which one do you want to play? The uh, Muerta Chalpa? Uh, the, the third one, yes, I believe is the one you were talking about. Well, let's hear it, and we'll talk about it. All right. (laughs) 
Okay, yeah, that's one of my favorites. And you hear in the background the watery gurgly stuff. Yeah. And in the foreground, you have this character saying, come, the peacock fly. Um, and that's, that's, now in this structure that I bugged that night, uh, I believe it has nightly a presence of juvenile. And I would thank others there, of course, to take care of them, to perhaps older uh, members of the clan or tribe or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but that, I think that watery gurgly stuff is, is, um, mostly heard from, uh, juveniles. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then, a, then the next one that I'm going to play has got to be something that, uh, would, would most likely be from adults. And, and in my estimation with the way this sounds, they probably come from hell because, because <laughs> James, I'm telling you, this freaks the hell out of me. Come on, I'm talk about what that the later. hell is that? Well, That's I, a freaking spaceship getting ready to take off. You might think so. That's what I was thinking. I was like, what are the possibilities? Or an orb, you know, thinking about that. But, you know, one of these ancient tribes of Israel that I think that some of these creations may be a part of, um, I'm, I'm not saying they all are, because, uh, but... You know, one of the names I've heard in a podcast with Dr. Michael Heiser and this other fellow whose name I can't recall, but they were talking about the Zanzimim uh, in ancient Hebrew. They're, they're saying the meaning of that word, or one interpretation of the, the meaning of the word is those that hum or those that buzz. So if these people are, you know, one of the lost tribes of Israel, they could be, may well be the Zanzimim. If you know, sounds like that are attributed to them. And believe me, the Sasquatch have vocals that are, that are, um, incredibly dynamic and, you know, they can mimic most sounds in nature, if not all. And, and they kind of had a, have an aquatic quality to them. Um, even in the big one, but it takes on different forms, not that, you know, watery gurgly sound, but it takes on more, uh, bellowous, if that's a word, uh, uh, percussive stuff, and it is bizarre. And you're right, that that is some scary footage. I could not imagine being present. And that does give me the creeks. That makes me wince and pretty much every time I hear it. makes me wince with a little bit of, like, uh, anxiety, you know, yeah. like yeah, it, self-preservation anxiety. It's like, oh. it's, uh, Explain the process of... Um you know, I watched a couple of your, your, several of your videos on, on YouTube. So I, I think I understand your process for this, but explain for the listeners the process of how you go about collecting these sounds. Well, well it's simply, uh, finding locations where I believe they have been. And uh, even the locations where that Hanzo file came, I didn't have time to observe to see if changes in structures were present because that also means it would be active. Um, but, um, anyway, I simply drop recorders, um, 
and uh, that's all I do. I drop recorders. I put them on voice activated. Uh, not all of them. I, I have my earlier days. I was going like uh, seven, then eight hours, and then full twelve hours. Uh, you know, clips and and it really to do that justice, you have to go and sit through all of those hours. Uh, you can visually inspect things on audio editing software, um, but it that clues you into certain things. And I'm telling you, I was doing this the other day, and there's there's just so much of this stuff. Once you learn to detect the anomalies that clue you into speech, and it's not easy to do. Like I said, they have an ability to speak within the ambient sound of nature, even in sound. Very sometimes it's very difficult to pick up, but it, and that's the weirdness about it, and also the, you know the magic about it. Wonder yeah. uh, they're an incredibly and, and capable species. Or, you know, they're like demigods, quite honestly. And this is, this is you know, the Bible talks about the sons of, uh, you know, sons of God. Uh, yeah. You know, are, the are they? And, and, yeah, yeah, and are we? Are, you know, we're all fallen, if you ask me. It's, uh, anyway. So in, in these recordings, I guess I got, my question is twofold. In these recordings, it obviously shows some, some of the vocal range falling within the infrasonic range. Yes. Yeah. I've, 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 I've had many examples of that. You can see it graphically on the sonogram and the sonograph on, on those publications. And you, it's present. Um, uh, it was present during my 10 minute or the 10 minutes of the encounter that I uh, published. Um, it, it, and you can see that down at that 20, 40 Hertz range, there's a, uh, a deepening of yellow, an intensifying yellow bar, and that's where the, mm -hmm. these sounds are emanating. Uh, I haven't published it yet, but uh, before the encounter, I have had like a, I don't know, twenty-minute clip or something like that. Uh, I was banging around the camp and you know going around, so I wanted to cut that out of, out of the original uh, recording. So I stopped that, started the other, and that's where uh, I captured all that went down. Um, but during during my prep, I was speaking at one point, and it, in my my voice on the recorder sort of got muffled, muffled. And it was the same time you look at the, the sonogram and you could see, and the sonograph, because these intensified, you know, infrasonic level vocalizations from which these vocalizations are emanating, they're, they're coupled by an amplification on the sonograph. And so, you know, but when that was going on, when my voice was uh, being muffled, that was going on. And I think that was, infrasonic, I think that one, this is just theory, it's just my thought, the infrasound might be employed by these creations to mask their own conventional speech when they use conventional speech, and it blocks our ability to hear that. So they're speaking of some sort of, I don't know, it's out there, it's really far out there, quite honestly, uh, and it's so a big puzzle. Something, something akin to a, an infras, infrasonic um, coitus interruptus. <laughs> In a way, yeah, like, like yeah. Or, or it's like putting your vocal modulations are are affecting your your tonal quality. Yeah. Or if I started swearing, you just hit the mute button on your machine. There, it's like that kind of thing. So you wouldn't hear me swearing or whatever I was saying. But it has a somewhat of a paradoxical effect. You know, you can sense it sometimes. I remember during the encounter, and all, all the best of my recollection. And thank God I preserved it on recording because if I were speaking about this now and telling you about it and all the things that I've heard, 
you can play that Muerta Chalpa uh, one next because that happened during that encounter. But you know, without the audio evidence to back what up, back up what I'm saying, <laughs> and it is responsible for having my tangential brain go on these these crazy uh, you know uh, quests for answers. Um, you know, it's a lot of speculation. It's a lot of creative energy trying to figure it out. And it's a lot of time invested just to absorb it. It's 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 amazing. It's amazing that you have the tenacity to sit there and, and, and go through all these hours of, of, um, yeah, well, you know, I'm kind of a natural born loner. Um, uh, I am an artist, um, as a result of, you know, whatever, I, I'm not formally trained, uh, but I understand my mind and I know how, how to keep it stimulated. This is the greatest <laughs> hobby in the world to keep it stimulated because we'll never have all the answers. We just won't. Um, so yeah, I like to try to figure right. things out. Yeah. But but maybe I don't know. It seems like end times. <laughs> seems like the days of Noah. So maybe our days are limited, and we might have answers soon it's before we we all perish. Who knows? Or ascend. <laughs> so the second part of my question, um, as far as the 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 vocals here, from yeah. your original recording, before you do any kind of amplification or any kind of filtration of any, you know, when you're before you even start trying to pull anything out. Mm-hmm. When you play that audio, is there a way for you to tell in real time, had you been standing there right next to the recorder when it was happening, how loud, how loud no. would that be? Or is the majority yeah. of it so low that you wouldn't notice it? Well, there's no way of telling, uh, but I, I do have uh, indica- indications of a, a pr- subject present, like in the near proximity of the recorder, with their weird, silent whisper speech, uh, whatever, you know, I don't, I don't, I need someone else better educated than I than to uh, come up with an official name for it. But yeah, I, I've had uh, subjects in close proximity speaking this whisper speech, and it's difficult to, to pick up. But you know, that, that little click at this little, they have a little vocal click, uh, which is employed. Um, when you can hear that and you think it's nothing but a stick breaker or something like that, but it's, it's these things communicating, uh, or it could be a stick break, <laughs> but I, I've heard it often enough to believe, uh, what I believe about that. So, and, and, and it's, yeah, it's like the, uh, up in the UP, um, uh, that, that savage speak, uh, that was in clearly in close proximity and that was shortly after I dropped off the recorder. So they were watching me. They 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 came up to see what I was doing, and that was a very that was perhaps one of the closest proximity captures I've, I've uh, been able to get. Well, let's try this one, and hopefully, I've pulled up the right one that uh, that we were talking about. Nope, I think that was. Yeah, well, no, that that's the one I asked you to play next because that happened during my encounter, and I didn't hear that when I was there because I was sitting there having or finishing my beer or working on my third. I was only going to have two that night, I swear, but I had a little Sasquatch encounter, <laughs> so I had another one. So I hope you forgive me. Yeah, that that happened at the seven twenty eight uh, mark at of uh, the posted uh, audio, the ten in their midst, ten minutes uninterrupted. Um, and those were two, two Sasquatch, uh, I believe. Or, they, you know, I've also thought that they could be little people. <laughs> You've heard about the phenomenon of the sure, little yeah. people. 
or could they be juvenile flashwash? I have no idea because they certainly were moving in a clan with multiple subjects and, and various vocal signatures that I picked up that night. So uh, that that was just two of them communicating. Uh, and muerta uh, sounds like kill it in Spanish. Chalpa, I don't think that has an equivalent, not not to my knowledge. But it's, if I were Italian, I'd say, I mean, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, these little gremlins, you know, kill it, eat it. Uh, I don't know. You know, during that 10 minutes, I, the recorder also captured uh, that that morphine stream. So it sounds exactly like, uh, uh, ha- uh, are you wreaking havoc? And then a minute later, I don't know how long. I'd have to look it up, but uh, you hear uh, Havoc, hate this man tomorrow. You, you, it sounds exactly like that. Now, that's terrifying. And, yeah. and you, you you talk, and you know a bit about my ancient Hebrew interest and in, in sure. listening to some of these professors, and you know, all I learn is pretty much on YouTube these days. But, you know, these, uh, you know, Michael Heiser uh, cites, you know, the ancient Hebrew, Hebrew view of the Old, Old Testament and and biblical text, and uh, there is God has a divine council, and you know, I, at the moment I knew, knew I was in the Sasquatch encounter. It felt I told you earlier. I felt I never felt smaller in my life. Yeah, I mean, it was really, I mean, overwhelming. I felt like that was it. Uh, Going to be judged right here, <laughs> and uh, it really, I mean, I, it was amazing. I've really never, ever, ever felt that way. And it was terrifying, and, and like I said earlier, it was amazing at the same time. So, you know, I assessed my situation. I sat down and, and uh, decided to have the last half of my second beer. And, but it was just uh, maybe two mon- minutes after that moment where that Muerta Chalpa vocal was picked up. There are other vocals, and I'll, uh, I'll do some more work on that, because that 10 minutes alone, I could spend years on doing presentations. Uh, I have two of them doing a, uh, like a gluk gluk, and it's like in the distance, and in, the, really? in the foreground, you have a gluk gluk, like it, it's a response. It is code. And that was shortly before all this went down, the uh, Juha and all that stuff. Oh, and at the beginning, of, I wanted to tell you, you might want to play the very beginning of the Hanzo file again, because at the beginning of that has this big explosive boom. Now, during my encounter, uh, it was shortly after the Juha. And then the weirdness that went on between that, the raspy feeling in the ears, that was that, that was like being zapped. I think that's what people talk about it, getting zapped. Um, well, I think it I was really you, unpleasant. Pardon? I think I told you um, a couple of interviews back. I yes, yes, you I, did, yeah, with, with and, the witch. Yeah, and I, you know, I always, you don't hear the word zapped a lot in encounters, but you you there are a few people that reference the word zapped and then there's, there's a lot of people that reference the feeling of it um, without using the word zapped. But I think what people are experiencing is their vocalizations and their special way of communicating for cuffing the wind. And it has probably has some directionality to it. Um, But I think what people me is I was in a house. Yeah, that is bizarre. That is, you know, and it literally felt, you know, in, I got to talk about this a little bit because every time I think about it, I, I, I get those weird feelings again. Go for it. Um, so when I was, when I was done with that interview and I was leaving this lady's house, I got in the car and I immediately called my son and I was like, you got to talk me through this because I don't know what the fuck just happened. And he was, 
he, he repeatedly was asking me, what did you hear? What did you hear? What did it sound like? You know, what, how, you know, was it a whoop? Was it a howl? Was, what was it? What did it sound like? What did it sound like? And I finally had to say, shut up. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I don't know. I, I said, you, yeah, very- you, you, you've stumped me because I called you to tell you what I just heard. And now I'm trying to recollect what it was that I heard and describe it. And, and I'm drawing a blank because I can't tell, I can't tell you what it was. I can't tell you if it was a growl or a grunt or a whoop or a howl or all I can tell you is that I know how my body reacted to it. And I have never in my life had that happen. Yeah. It it felt like I was in a charged room. Well, it sounds like you were based on all, you know, what I know about that evening. (laughs) I'm certain that you were like some energies you might want to stay away from. Exactly. Yeah. It is terrifying because it's so foreign and it's like, you know, uh, I've, I've had many instances in my life that could have resulted in my death. Um, and, and and I've I've been uh, clinically depressed, so I know what it is. I know what sui- suicidal ideation is all about. It's a very dispassionately playing around, you know, execution. <laughs> uh, beyond well, that, and I, I don't. That. Thank you. Well, it, 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 it's 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 another story. But I, you know, I've come to the fact, and I I'm a former atheist, and I've come around. I've done a one eighty, and I've, I've witnessed things supernatural in a Catholic church. So I can't, I can't. And that was after my faith had been sealed. But uh, there are powers and, and forces in this in this world that are that are very real um, and and present, and um, you know, and, and I, I will never understand them. But I, what I hope, if any good comes from what I'm doing, is and I want people to realize that there are there is a higher power. There are other there are other phenomenon in this world that make us just completely insignificant. Um, and we need to learn from all of it. Um, I'm hoping to, you know, raise people's awareness um, that, you know, what the Bible refers to uh, regarding ancient peoples uh, can be possibly verified and it's real. So, you know, why not consider what more the Bible might have to teach us? <laughs> you know, so it's kind of an X-Files approach to um, uh, a religious journey, but, uh, and I'm currently working on a documentary that that's going to be kind of the twist of it all because, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm either living in the matrix, uh, and, and my own existence is the product of my own wild imagination or, or another explanation, which I, I'm still exploring, uh, but think is likely that there are, there is a hierarchy and there is an order, uh, in this world and there is a, a natural order. And I think it's holy, um, and it's fascinating. The terrifying part of that is that if that if that's true and there is a hierarchy, there's yeah. something higher up than us. Yeah. And it's living in the freaking woods. Yeah. We'll talk yeah, there's that. And there is speaking the, the Bible and the old uh, Hebrew text about the return of the giant. That's something else I'm exploring. And if you listen to that Hanzo file, uh, can you think can, can you think it's anything of other than the return of the giant? Seriously, I mean, it is powerful stuff. I mean, I'd hate to run into that 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 the one that said Hanzo, and there are probably two of them over there. Um, 
they're just they're, they are they're real they, they're giants and, and they're friggin real and and you can learn i think we can learn a lot from them quite honestly i mean we, we people are you know i believe we are all god's children there's no doubt about it um but there are the wicked among us and there are the the the, the more holy among us but who the hell are they Oh, my dog wants that. So you hear a little uh, background uh, clanging. This me shut, opening and shutting doors here. So, so I don't know. I, I, it's a big mystery. Um, I'm having the time of my life trying to figure it all out. Um, okay, there I go. I lost my train of thought again. Will you bring me back, Eric? <laughs> no problem. Um, <clears throat> just touching on the, uh, the the different possibilities of the, the hierarchy that's out there and everything. Yeah, oh, um, no, there's no doubt about it. We've got one more. Uh, we've got one more audio file here that uh, okay. I have not played yet. So let's get this one out of the way, and we'll chat about this that. Is, this me. is a real scary one. Um, it it was it was pretty scary. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the, the Hanzo one, I, I have to tell you, is uh, the one that we played first was probably a little bit more on the. I don't know. It's it's a pretty it's a tie. It's a tie because well, you know yeah. I'd, I'd be uh, I'd be wearing the brown pants if 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 I heard this in, <laughs> in real time. Well, before you play that, there's a fellow and I, I share that file with uh, someone who does what I do. Uh, it's Driftless. Um, I think it's just simply Driftless on YouTube. He's a great guy. It seems like a mm-hmm. real good soul. And um, uh, we, I sent it to him, and he was going to look at. It. He said that it gave him the heebie-jeebies so bad that he had to leave all you know hobby Sasquatch stuff alone for a few weeks <laughs> and, it, and I get it because when you um, oh, it is it is creepy so anyway let's hear the other creepy stuff yeah, which was captured by the way the same night as the Hanzo file um, just different TPs alright <laughs> Okay. You had to torture me what, twice. <laughs> what, 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 what the hell is that? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. that the, the, those are the subjects that came at, uh, came upon my recorder. That was perhaps one of the closest proximity uh, vocals captured, uh, and and clearly the most um, intimidating, uh, but also well enunciated because they were right there. Uh, and there are at least two subjects there. I think maybe perhaps even three. Now you're familiar with the Sierra sounds, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are, are you familiar with the, and I'm drawing a blank here. I knew I was going to do this. I was going to write it down. And I thought, nah, you'll remember, uh, the, the Naval, uh, um, the retired, retired Naval guy who, uh, yeah, Scott, broke. uh, what's his last name? I've spoken to him and he's looked at some of my earlier stuff, which was not nearly as impressive as what I've seen captured. Uh, Scott Nelson. Yes. I believe that's it. Yeah. He's a crypto linguist yes. that works for the Navy. If you look, it's interesting. I looked at, I did a little search on, uh, crypto linguist and there were two job postings with the Navy on crypto linguistics. 
Really? They actually, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a job you can get. <laughs> I wonder if I could get one. Maybe yeah, uh, you, when my, you may well be on your way to being able to. So doctorate. what, what did he have to say about your, uh, the audio samples you provided? Uh, he, he wanted some original files. Um, it d- didn't seem to be that, you know, interested. Well, I'm fine with that. I mean, my earlier stuff captured, like I said, it, it, it's a lot different from the stuff I kept up north uh, or in the UP. So uh, it, it was a bit more esoteric, um, and it wasn't clear enough. It, what, the audio wasn't good enough, uh, basically, with the bottom line. So and I'm not going to try to, you know. Yeah, so in each of these uh, examples that we've played tonight, I think mm-hmm. everybody who listens to it, and I think you'll agree, there is some... And, and please don't take me wrong. I'm not. I'm not insinuating no, no. anything. I'm just pointing you out. You can't possibly seem, offend me. <laughs> the, there seems to be a mechanical quality. Now, is that is that a is that a artifact of the processing that you've put it through? Uh, there or, can be. There can be some. Um, there can be. Yes. Okay. Uh, but you know, the most recent audio that you captured that required so very little. Uh, you know, amplification and cleanup. Uh, you can really? denoise the, one that, the last one we just played. Yeah, that that because they were so close, they were right there. I mean, when, when I play it from the recorder, it's 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 as audible. Um, really? and, and yeah, so I you know I'd like to I'd like to clean it. As an artistic photographer, I get my raw material and, and footage right, but I have to process the image to to bring out you know its potential. Um, you know, so that's what I do with the audio. I'm taking an artist, you know, approach, at least one that I've, I've adopted uh, with photography. I, I, I'm doing it with audio. So, um, yeah, it, it's amazing. That's some really, really, it's it's a dastardly sound. It, it, I mean, it, yeah, it is. It is. I'm it, telling it, you, I'd be does, terrified. It, does, it doesn't sound like I would like soil my pants when I heard that outside my tent. Sorry, yeah. sorry to speak over you. No, you're you're fine. I mean, it literally does not sound like anything angelic or uh, anything that would be visiting you or or this area with right. uh, without having bad intentions to it. Sounds devilish. It really does. But, but remember, I, I, the devil was an angel too. Yeah, you know, the first fallen one. So uh, could yeah. be. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. You know, I do believe there are people, right? I, I've heard, I've heard, I, I've heard chanting. It's beautiful. I mean, it's really. I've heard, I've heard the voice of their juvenile, um, and it is otherworldly. But at the same token, it's beautiful. I mean, when they're together, un, undisturbed or molested by our presence, um, they're they're really like a, a people, a, a peaceful people. Um, and keep in mind when we're trying to figure out what these things are, you know, we are no less wicked than they, I have to say. We're, we're, oh, we're a, sure. I mean, look around the world, you know, we, we <laughs> they were not the original fallen ones. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, this is where, I, you know, all I wanted is to be happy in my life and have peace in my day, uh, from, and, you know, share a little joy when I can. So, do you, uh, so I think I, in your, you know, all people oh, are kind of that way, I'm just saying. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. In your excursions out mm-hmm. while investigating, have you ever had a... She's my blind blind rescue. Suki, shush. <laughs> All right. Have you ever had a visual sighting? Yeah, yeah. Uh, years ago uh, in Alpena uh, at a hunting camp I, I used to go to, I had two visual sightings um, and two other occasions uh, uh, house slapping. One, uh, and it's the only explanation I have. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I never forgot the moment because something hit the side of the cabin hard. And we're in there just breaking, you know, I went. Hunting with some wonderful Italian uh, folks, uh, a lot of Tonys. No, great family. Great, I still have great love and respect for them. Uh, but we were, we were just enjoying ourselves after dinner, watching movies, throwing darts, and you know, playing cards. And uh, there was a massive slap on the side of the cap. Massive. I mean, it was a big, like a big crack. And um, and we all went out and saw nothing. No branch snapped, and nothing on the roof. There's nothing. Uh, so. Uh, I'm pretty sure knowing what I've met, what I know now that that's exactly what happened. And there were a couple of other cases. I was in a hunting blind along a power line. You get the Ruby back in. Okay. All right. Well, all right. I'm going to let Ruby play with the squirrel. <laughs> the squirrel has no way of getting down. So, uh, all right. So yeah, down a hunting line, one in two separate times. I don't think it was the same time, but one, once I was out there in a blind looking down and, and uh, I saw over this fallen log that crossed the, the, the clearing, the shooting alley, and, uh, and there was a, a little dome with two what looked like eyes, you know, peeking right over this log that had fallen over. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, it didn't have horns, it didn't have ears, didn't have any, it was just a, a, a dome and two eyes looking over a log. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? Couldn't figure out for the life of me. And uh, one of the attorneys asked me later if I, you know, why didn't you shoot it? <laughs> well, because I don't know what the hell it was, but um, right, that's exactly yeah. what I said. I'm not going to do that. I, I live by a code. I'm like, so um, I'm glad I didn't shoot it because if it were one of these creations, you know, I, I think that's tantamount to murder. Um, and there's another time I was in that blind and I'm telling you, <laughs> if you ever been paralyzed not necessarily terrified but paralyzed that you couldn't move you just kept, it was one of those cases something walked up to the blind and sniffed just like that and i'm like I, at first i thought it was one of the guys coming to see you know check in on me but it was in the, in the sniff and, I'm like, and then uh, i heard maybe two three steps and it was it was it was gone I, it, I couldn't move during the entire time. I knew I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to, you know, turn around and look out the door. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because at the time it were one of these creations. And what were you, you in? Know, I may have been terrified. Per- pardon me? What were you in when that happened? In a hunting blind. Yeah. Yeah. Just out, you know, out in the woods. Uh, there was a time out in, uh, I was with my uh, girlfriend, later fiance and then first wife. Um, out in Idaho and camping. And I heard, um, it was still pitch dark out, but I heard someone run through the camp. Um, and, 
<laughs> it woke me. I don't know if it woke me up, but I heard it clearly. Someone ran through the camp, and I went back to sleep thinking there was an early one. And both both our uh, the other couple were, were both athletes, and um, you know I asked later on who went running for a jog this morning. That nobody. That they all slept in. As a matter of fact, I was it turned out to be the first one up, and I went on a little hike and um, and came back and joined them for breakfast. But uh, yeah, no one had gotten up. Something ran through the camp. It was by feel, no doubt about it. That was a long, one of the feeder streams or cut to the uh, Salmon River uh, up near Sawtooth Mountain, Stanley area. Just a wonderful area. Uh, You you bring up the the smack on the side of the cabin. Yeah. You know, when I... I'm going to tell you this and then I'm going to be like, I'm going to kind of cringe a little bit because I'm probably, I probably shouldn't say this because if it's, if it's true and it's related, then, then I have to, then I have to go ahead and assume that like the, the, the attributes of these beans, when you, we talk about the woo of it all, mm-hmm. yeah. um, has to be, uh, uh, taken seriously because after my experience at the witch, that next night and the night after. So the the evening I got back home, the next night and the night after. And I'm roughly 40 minutes from her, her residence. I live in a brick house. I was woke all three nights by one loud thump on the outside wall of my house. <laughs> that would make me lose some sleep. <laughs> you know, right around 12:30, one o'clock in the morning, somewhere right okay. in there. And it was just a very loud, almost like, you know, if you ever lived next to somebody who had a very large tree uh, dropped in their yard and when that, that massive trunk hits the ground, you get that boom. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was similar to that. Now it, Completely coincidental, sure, could be. Um, they will, they will, they have an ability to vocalize the sound of a falling tree. And I only know that just moments after I got out of my car once at my prime, prime camp, campsite, um, I got out of the car and I heard this, <laughs> and it's like a big thud. Uh, and it, I didn't feel any percussion or anything. It wasn't that like that. But the funny thing is, you, it sounds like a tree falling, but you don't hear any branches breaking. None whatsoever. It's just that shh, and then the boom. It sounds like something's fallen then hits the ground, but it would have to have been limbless and clear of any other trees, which was impossible in those woods and where the sound uh, originated. So they, they do that kind of stuff. And, you know, Igor uh, Bertseff told me uh, once over dinner, they're pranksters, um, and they will mess with you. Um, and they start, they seem to be attracted to certain people for whatever reasons, I don't know. But that's, you know, one of the mysteries of people, why are we attracted to those that we are attracted to? Um, I don't know. Yeah, the uh, the theory by the Native American woman, the, the witch that I interviewed, her theory on mm-hmm. it was that it had something to do with their ability to read your intent. I they, I believe and, that. And if they could read your intent and know would know that you were a 
good of heart and meant them no harm, meant them no ill will, that they were more likely to be accepting of you than if you had a blackened heart, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or you take some negative, you know, mojo into the woods, you know. Uh, I had an encounter my first, <laughs> it was my, it was my second trip uh, camping. It was late October, um, late October and, oh, intent. Yeah. You're going, yeah. If you, don't go, don't take a shit into the, into the woods. You don't, you don't want to do that. Um, and, and I mean, unless you're totally frazzled and want to get rid of that shit, just yeah. let mother earth and the sounds of nature take it away. Uh, you know, let it wash away with the rain or sit in the river and let it flow downstream. Uh, let it go. You have to. And I believe these are sentient beings that do read your energy. Um, I was, uh, I had a gun nearby, uh, okay, during that first, you know, stare down after I'd gotten into this, you know, I just wanted to see one, uh, phase of my life. <laughs> Not over, much to the chagrin of my wife and my family. Um, but, um, yeah, I, 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 I that stare down, that encounter, uh, was one-on-one and it was very peaceful, uh, nothing malicious about it whatsoever. Later on, you know, I grabbed the footage and I got, I got my Nikolai footage and later, uh, I picked up another one and I swear there's at least one, there's a juvenile on its back. Um, and it, it, it has, and I have both eyeshine. I have the, the adult, uh, eyeshine. I just published a piece and it has the content, but it's not, what I'm telling you right now is not detectable to the lay eye. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but I've done further investigation. There is a juvenile that crawls up the back of this, this subject, but the subject seeks around, the, you know, the shadow and, and the, uh, you have the infant kind of putting its head back while it's on the shoulders and looking over. So you can make out the two light, uh, uh, points of origin for these light sources that, you know, these eyes, eye shine. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And I mean, it's really very magical. It's terrible footage. Uh, and it took a while to ascertain my, my true, um, uh, you know, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, idea of what's going on, my interpretation. Mm-hmm. So, but it's it's there, it's real. And I called him twice that night, but that that was a very peaceful encounter, just to stare down for the longest time. Um, it was only after I determined we could do this all night long uh, that I went and got my camera and my my, uh, my flashlight, and I managed to capture. Uh, the subject actually there were other stuff but you were actually able to leave well i just turned back from the edge of my camp i you know when i first saw it i looked up and i had my red head headlamp on and i catch these eyes and the wigs and they're you know they're huge and they're really wide set and so we just and, and i suspected immediately what it might be you know might be my quarry i mean what i'm here this is what i'm here for it yeah. turned out to be that, that. and uh, but it was what people, about we the sat color? there for several minutes. That the color of the eyes that night were like a greenish yellow, but bright. I mean, uh, a very sort of almost neon sort of expression uh, or luminescence. Any ideas on why you think there's such a wide variety of uh, uh, colored descriptions of the eyes? I don't know. It could be angle of light, the source of light. You know, my red light, uh, my red headlamp uh, rendered, you know, this hot, bright green, you know, the eyeshine was called tapping in lucidum, I think. There, um, it was bright greenish, yellowish. Um, and later on in the capture, in the same footage, I had this, a subject 
which which uh, with the inflame on its back, it, it, it has the red eye shine, but the subject carrying it has this like bluish whitish uh, eye shine. So I don't I don't know. A lot of a lot of people say diet. If you, if you have a heavy zinc diet, you're more likely to have a, a red reflection in the in the tapetum lucidum. Um, so you know, it's all theory, and that's not what I. It's not the focus of my interest. I've heard others try to explain that. Um, you know, they sound like they know what they're talking about. Uh, I don't all the time, <laughs> but I want to know. I want answers. You talk about the one with the uh, the the little one on its back, or uh, yeah, it, it reminds me of what is it the the Memorial Day footage? Of yeah, the, right, right. You know, and to me, you know, when I when I go on these different uh, Reddit. Uh, subreddits and 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 see the comments of people when they comment on that video footage i get that i get that you could look at it and say that that was bullshit I, I <laughs> you know for me when i see that everything about every little nuance of how it moves how it picks up the child how it carries yeah. it how the child grasps its shoulder yeah. the hair of his shoulder when when she starts to walk with it it's just like i mean you couldn't give that to animators at disney right and have them be able to come up with as many little nuances yeah as as you see in that film yeah that that will also be years in, in, in um review and discovery and analysis as it should be but i think that's I, I believe that footage is absolutely real incredible yeah as do i yeah there's no way about it you can sense emotion as well. And, and it's just, it's, it's the hope that's one of the world's greatest. Honestly, you say that you can sense the, the, um, the emotion in it. And, and there is almost a, a palpable sense of urgency. Humanity. Yeah. Well, urgency of, of the, love and the, care on the, on the female's right. part to get to her child, make sure it's safe. And get her out of get her out of a situation, or get the child out of a situation that could potentially go south. Yeah, good. Um, but for the most part, when you hear do you hear about these horror stories, like Eight Canyon, you know, didn't they shoot one or you know before? <laughs> and initially, I believe I believe the whole incident started because one of the guys shot one the evening prior to the first attack. Okay, yeah. So what would you do if something something like that killed your buddy? Well, um, sure. You know. But we're people. I, that that's just another um, confirmation or affirmation that they are like people. I think they are a people. Well, um, I had someone. Uh, someone was um, just yesterday was making the point. It's like, well, how's come some of them are you know just these big tree huggers that live out in the Pacific Northwest and you know they're <laughs> you know they're these super animals and and then he said you know then you got these other ones that are you know supposedly you know, killing livestock and raping horses and, you know, doing all this other dastardly stuff. And why do some of them seem like the people have a great, wonderful experience with seeing one and then other ones are getting bluff charged and, mm -hmm. you know, aggressive behavior. And I, and yeah. I, I took, I took a second and I, I said, well, take for instance, if, if you were one of these things and in an encounter with a human who had one of these iron iron rods or bats in their hands that you have seen kill deer before took it and shot your friend shot your bigfoot buddy who was standing next to you 
yeah, I'd want revenge. Then, you know, what do you do with that? You're, you're obviously, it, it belongs to something. It's got a mother, it's got a father, it's mm-hmm. possibly got siblings. How do, how do those survivors on, on the Sasquatch end, how do they then view all of us based on that one encounter? You know, right. And that's, that's a turn the tables. That's a, that's a bizarre thought, but you certainly wouldn't think that that was a, a very good experience. And if right. you did come across a human again in the woods, what would your reaction to it be? Right. Scare the hell out of them and get them out of here mm-hmm. because they're going to kill another one of us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, on the video footage that I captured, I only recently in the past year discovered that I also had audio. That's watch audio and, and them speaking in this ethereal in this ethereal way that they do that uh, is not detectable by us, though only by slight sense if we're in tune to it. Um, and I, I have what I'm hearing as help me when I'm around and these things. They, I'm, and I'm under the impression that times they're far more terrified of us than than we are of, of them. Uh, but they're curious and they want to get close um, and they do get close. Uh, but there are, when you hear help me, are, do you assume that that's for your benefit or do you think? That no, not, not for my benefit. Cause no, I, cause I could not detect it audibly by my own ear, not in the general, bin, not for with my, you know, leaves crunching under my feet and all that kind of stuff. I can't, I didn't, I never heard any of that. It's only what the reporter had picked up. And you can argue, argue that it's audible pareidolia, which, you know, it could be. However, when you have it repeated in, in at different times, uh, in different you know settings, uh, it becomes. Do you think your recordings are somewhat akin to an EVP? Uh, voice in a me? way, yeah, because you know they're speaking in a way that takes some energy, right? So they're 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 redirecting energy in a certain way that you know they can communicate without our being able to detect it. And, you know, it, it's just kind of the same sort of thing. There, there are energies that are spiritual and, and supernatural, uh, paranormal, if you will. Um, yeah, I don't know how you distinguish from all of that, but because I'm not educated in all that. But um, you know, yeah, I think I think it's similar uh, because it's energy, right? It's manifest energy. Whether it become from a come from a different dimension, I don't know. You know, I think it's possible. Uh, time travel theoretically is possible. Uh, I never ever ever thought the vocals that I captured during my encounter or any of any of these other vocals, for that matter, all of it, the whole kit and caboodle. I you know I never thought any of that was you know <laughs> it's 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 a bizarre world. When you go and you listen to other researchers' audio captures. Mm-hmm. Do you recognize any of what you have in what they have? Yeah, and I t- have to say the closest one is uh, there's a channel 100 Bigfoot Nights, and they uh, Christine Parker, I think is her name. She also wrote a book that is sort of a companion to the audio that she's published on YouTube. So yeah, there's a lot of similar. She's got some really cool stuff, and and it just you know underscores the fact that we're not alone. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, who else, you know, and Ron Moore has worked. I mean, that's just classic. And, and he actually spoke, he interacted. I wish I had done that. I missed my opportunity to do that during my encounter. 
uh, but I was pretty much in shock <laughs> at the time and trying to, you know, I, you know, I was sort of not overwhelmed by the thought that, you know, this might be my last moment on the planet. But well, you were alone as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ron had some. Ron had some guys around him who had some pretty good firepower. So yeah, that's he, true. He, may I, you had, know. he may have had a little more. Uh, yeah, a little more gumption to, to talk back. Yeah, <laughs> I you know during my encounter, I had my three fifty seven magnum at the at the snub nose. It's less than a two inch barrel, and it, it, it actually hurts when you fire. You don't want, and it's it, and I got it because if I'm ever in a tight quarter situation, I want a little maneuverability. Um, and firepower and little, little kick. So, but thank God, you know, I just kept it holstered. I, I don't ever want to shoot one of these things. I'm too curious and I have too much, too great a respect for nature. But, you know, mountain well, lions are part of nature. <laughs> Happy to shoot one if one is asked. You know, none of us, none of us know anything for sure. And if anybody that, you know, uh, Shannon LeGros, while I was on her program, she made the comment if anybody ever comes up to you and tells you that, they're a, a a Bigfoot expert. Turn and run like hell, because there yeah, are no there are no experts. You know, there's there's so many different aspects that you can glean off of all these other people who are doing projects like yourself with the uh, Michigan Aboriginal, and you know, I think uh, uh, Steve Istall, yeah, uh, from HowToHunt.com. I think he's doing a terrific service by not only not only the standpoint from where he's serving the the people as far as getting their story out and getting it told in some way shape or form and kind of giving them an outlet to not be ridiculed by it but it's also it's also giving us a chance to hear an extraordinary amount of information from all these different accounts mm-hmm. yeah it's important and by and large, out of the out of the year and a half that I've been listening to him, there are maybe two that I have heard that I was like, I'm not going to judge anybody, but if I was going to judge, mm, I don't know about yours. <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, there's always that. There's always disposition. There's always tra- uh, some translation lost. In, in um, uh, some people right. are just not good at telling stories. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Some people are that's, too that's good at telling st- telling stories. I like the people that aren't very good at telling uh, aren't very good at telling stories because you can easily catch a lie. The people who can really you know tell a good story. I we watched a movie the other night. Uh, uh, with Morgan Freeman. He w- he was a writer. He was a crippled man and uh, a writer. And he would he, he would tell stories and make fiction up. He'd do it all the time. It was sound convincing. But he's an actor. He's a professional. That's his stick, right? There's some people yeah. out there that I'm sure that, you know, but, it, you know, they're, they're really sick and twisted. They want to go out. And, I mean, why on earth, what incentivizing a person to go out there and make up a story about this, this nature? Believe me, I've suffered enough social ostracization uh, to uh, wonder long and hard about why somebody would want to go out there and make this shit up. And, uh, because I'm, I'm very serious in, in, in my intent and what, I, what I'm doing. It's very real to me, but to other people, it's like, you're a fucking whack job. Pardon my language. <laughs> Bleep it out if you want to. But, no, you know, I, I've, I've lived with that. And I live with it to a certain extent with my wife. Um, but I'm doing this documentary, damn all critics out there, uh, because I know it's the right thing to do. And I think it does have significance in our existence. Um, Jesus 
talks about the days of Noah. I wonder, you know, where we are now or when those days are upon us. I don't know. Um, but it could be today. You know, we're not that, you know, we think we're special, but I don't know. I think these are special times. I appreciate your stance on, on, on all this. And um, I, I don't, you know, anybody that's going to listen to this and say, well, I don't know how he could bring into biblical times, you know, about all this. And, you know, it's like, well, if you're going to, if you're going to open your mind to this subject matter at all, and if you're listening to my show, you've already made that decision. You're already, you've already <laughs> right. accepted right. the possibility of, of the existence of uh, any number of paranormal things. I, I don't think we have the right as somebody who's interested in this subject to define okay, that's too far. I don't think we have the right to shut off and dismiss a portion of what people are saying and only accept a certain portion of what they're saying. You know, just like, you know, the BFRO has been, uh, it's been alleged that they, they sanitize their reports. I've heard that. Yep. And that there's, if there's any, any type of woo activity, that's, that's, pretty much expunged from the the report and it's always just a bare bones which is censorship that censorship and why why would you be motivated to censor an eyewitness account it should be verbatim to the t exactly Uh, why do you think that is uh, i don't know i don't know i don't know there's so much about this world i just don't know (laughs) i can't explain what could be scarier than some eight to nine possibly ten foot tall massive beast that speaks like it came from the depths of hell yeah um running around in our woods what more how could it scare you anymore i mean well why not let's not let's be honest and and include all the all the activity yeah well you have to when you look at the evidence you have to look at the the collective body of evidence i mean the entirety of of the evidence i i used to be i used to sell a rather controversial uh, modality for the management, intervention, and, and prevention of premature labor. It was a, a subcutaneous uh, uh, method of delivering an agent that, which quelled uh, hyper uh, contraction sort of activity. So, uh, and using preterm labor, we want to save babies' lives, right? Very, very. You know, you have to. You have to look at the totality of the evidence, not what one body says. Uh, you know, somebody or one body of respected group or whatever. You have to look at the totality of the evidence um, to make a final determination. And I've had people, you know, use the academic argument against that modality, but, and at the same, against, you you know, against using my my product. Uh, But if their wife had preacher labor, they'd be the first ones that come. You know, they've admitted that. It's just, I don't know. People are strange. We don't know everything. Science is worthless without wisdom, and it has no wisdom. Exactly, because science changes all the time, and and science. The very fact that science will not accept this subject as being, you know, real or worthy of pursuit, verification, you know. And you're aware. You're aware of the genome study. Yes, Doctor Ketchum's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much yeah, more I, evidence? I, how much more evidence could you possibly need? Well, you know, I, I think don't, it's been I think it's been said that, you know, charging someone with murder would be easy with less 
evidence than they collected. Correct. In a, in a court of law. Well, here's his DNA. I was actually on a murder case as juror, uh, juror number one. Uh, this is Roger Bowling versus the people, or the people versus Roger Bowling in Allen Park uh, murder, double suicide, and dismemberment. Six, oh, six. Yeah, tell me about it. Six. I almost want to vomit right now. Uh, so there, we looked at the DNA evidence, and there was a 1 in 401.3 quintillion chance that, uh, that we were going to be wrong on this conviction based on the DNA evidence alone. So, and, and Melba looked into the nuclear DNA aspect, which is harder to get. He did that with a subset of the 110 DNA samples that they had. And it, you know, nuclear DNA is still unidentifiable. And, and that's checked against, uh, what, a billion reference points or a, multi, a few billion <laughs> reference points in GenBank. There is, I think, some perhaps conspiracy. Uh, I'm, I'm certain that the, uh, the, the Army the, uh, and intelligence agencies are fully aware of these, these creations. And why don't they want us to know about them? And who are the Nephilim? And who are the sons of God? We don't yeah. know. Not yet. James, without any anybody making fun of you, without any, any kind of, just give me your take on it. Where you stand right now. What are Sasquatch? Where do you think they come from? What does their existence mean on this planet? Last part of that, I'm not sure I can answer. I don't know. I mean, I can ask the very same of us as a human species. Um, I believe they've been here a lot longer than we have. They're, uh, they are a people. Um, they may be those that are referenced in the ancient Hebrew text in, in, the, in the Bible itself. Uh, I'm not sure they're Nephilim. I'm not sure they're the sons of God. I don't know. You know, you hear about this shimmering quality of their, their coat. You know, are they creatures of light? I don't know. Are they angelic? I don't know. Right now, I know that they are flesh and blood. I know they cast shadows. I, I have some footage of that. Um, and I believe they have certain qualities beyond my ability. To, because, I, you know, we as human beings, it's a miracle that any one of us are alive and that any one of us can do the, the wondrous things we can do. And that, that's, I believe we're all, we're all gifted to various degrees. And we are, are all so valuable in, in God's eyes. Uh, as human beings, each and every one of us, we're special that way. And, and I believe we are related. Uh, I mean, the, these creations are real. They are, they, they, their numbers are legion. They really are. Because they you go up in the river mount, you know, river streams and, you know, waterway. And you're likely, these are their highways. This is how they move and get around. They are a complete nation a nation of free people uh, that exist outside our ignorant, you know, work-a-day week, you know, doldrum lives. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think, you know, I want to go to the woods because I want to, to know more. I want to learn more. And, I, you know, if there is a biblical connection, I wouldn't mind being a part of it. And just in, in, you know, I pray, pray to God that he uses me as an instrument of his will. And I don't know how how that's going to play out, or even if it will. Um, but I think this is part of my journey. I've listened to a little voice, and it, it says go forth, and I have. And, 
and uh, I've discovered just things that otherworldly beyond my ability to explain. And I want to know more. That's all. I, I, you know, there are people, they talk, they have a social structure. I don't necessarily think there are enemies at all. And I, th- I think I, I tend to agree with most of what you say as well. Yeah, even if you didn't, I don't know. I'm open to discussion because I, I really don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just on a little journey, and I'm, I'm uh, well. I don't know that there was any right or wrong answer to, to that. Yeah, to how, yeah. How can there be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm I not sure just, we have the ability to to appreciate it. Yeah, I was just um, interested in in where your head's at right now with, yeah. with everything that you've experienced, everything you've seen, and everything you've recorded. Yeah, I still well where my head is. I I'm still a, lo- a little boy lost in the woods and and, and full of awe and wonder about it all. You know, there's there's a the more you uh, find out, the more questions you have. Oh, you know, absolutely. And one of my favorite uh, references, biblical references, chapter verse, I think Jeremiah thirty three three. It's it's like like come to me and I will uh, show you wonders that you did not know. It's not that's not verbatim. If you read it in the Bible, it's, it's I'm sure it's more beautiful. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just, just go to the woods. I, there's so much to discover there. And I, I do believe it brings you closer to God. And I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not elevating the species to divinity at all. But they seem to live in peace. And I think we could learn a lot from that. You know, because there's more to this world than our, our petty little existences, quite honestly. Any other cryptid-type experiences you've had? What about, you, you brought up the little people at one point. Right? Uh, yeah, well, I, only because I've wondered about some of the voices that I uh, I picked up in the encounter audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, then it, um, and I wonder, of course, do they travel together? Yeah, I don't know. Any number of scenarios can can justify what I heard that night, you know, if you're into this subject. What about, <laughs> about Dogman? Oh, I'm certain that exists. I, I've never seen one. I really don't care to ever want to see one. Although, you know, I mentioned the various variances in vocals that I've captured, whether it be downstairs or upstairs or in the UP. Uh, those that I've captured in Ann Arbor, I've often wondered if it were a different Christmas species, and it could be dog man. I met a woman um, at an Oktoberfest party, and, and I brought up my little Sasquatch interest, and she was, I don't believe in those at all, but. I did see a dog man. <laughs> I'm like, what? How can you not believe in Bigfoot and, and you seen a dog man? But she did. And you know what? That was in the Ann Arbor area. And I'm wondering if some of the structures that I uh, bugged down there are actually, you know, canine uh, or dog manish. I don't know because it, the vocals down there get a little weird and they have a metallic, uh, uh, almost demonish. There's a. There's a vocal I captured, and there's all sorts of madness, and then you hear briefly, Jesus Christ, and then more madness, and it was like, it's not that, it didn't sound like Jesus, it did sound like Jesus Christ, but it's very fast, it's inserted in this madness that's going on, and that sounds amazing, and uh, it it really makes me wonder if there's something biblical going on, Um, if there is a divine council, a divine, you know, of God. And um, if these these creations are part of it, and you know maybe that's why they're out of most of our you know perception of, of being possibly real. I don't know. I just don't know. It's so interesting, and you could it just is. Go, you could just <laughs> go on for hours about any oh, yeah. little 
any one yeah. little thread of, of this topic and, and just beat it into the ground and, and yeah. still walk away from it, knowing you yeah. had a good conversation, but not knowing any more than you did before. You yeah, started. right on. But, you know, I, I never, ever thought I'd get the quality and the abundance of evidence, local evidence that I have. And I, I'm, I'm grateful for whatever gifts God has given me to detect that. And, and it's just dumb luck. I don't know. Uh, could be. Um, but I, sometimes I feel like the Forrest Gump of the you know, Sasquatch investigators. <laughs> 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 like, you know, I don't know. It, the world's a magical place. I'm, I'm hoping that I get a, uh, an early preview of your documentary when it's done. Mm. Did I not send you the link of uh, the six minute? Did I send you a, a six minute intro link? It's a private link. I'll have to go um, back and look. I don't recall that. Okay, well, I'll send it to you and I'll text it to you. You can check it out. Okay. It's fun. It's six minutes. It includes um, uh, an introduction to another podcast I was on. Um, but it's fun. You know, it has some fun content to it. And, and it's, it's meant to left, keep you interested and want, make you want to see more. That's all. Mm-hmm. And it's not a final product. It's just a rough draft kind of thing. But I'll send you that. Link. All right. Uh, but I'm grateful, Eric, for the time and, and your interest. And, and the, the pleasure has been mine. Good luck with the new podcast. Well, I appreciate it. Thank for you. you. Much success to you. And it's it's been a lot of fun so far, and uh, it, it, it's kind of uh, starting to develop its own heartbeat. I think. Nice. And, uh, nice. Well, I hope I this helps in, in a little way. Well, I attribute that to uh, my my being fortunate enough to get guests like yourself on here who are. Yeah are interesting, well-spoken and, and have just maybe a slightly different take on the same things that even though we still enjoy listening to those, uh, a little bit different take on, on things than, uh, what we get typically on most podcasts. That's very so, kind of you to say. I'm do me a favor and, uh, let the listeners know where they can get a hold of some of your, uh, audio and your video on YouTube. Oh, and, well, uh, simply, plug, uh, plug yeah. your artistic stuff as well. Oh, well, all right. If you're into the art thing, um, stillwaterstudio.us. It's an old site. It's not very impressive, but the content's good. Uh, there's also jameslady.com. Um, you can see some more avenues in which to reach me or see my work. Uh, haven't had any, any good footsteps of that yet. Not yet. It, it, it'll happen. Um, and, of course, on YouTube, it's Michigan Aboriginal Project, which is the, what has evolved uh, from originally Michigan Sasquatch. Um, but, you know, I, I had to drop the Sasquatch label, if you will, after all the audio that I've heard and really quite honestly ascertained that these are people of the woods uh, and great spirits of the woods. And, uh, and I, I, I just want to I, I learn about it uh, and share what I learned. Because uh, I believe... God has given me some gifts, and he definitely I, I is. They're meant to be shared. That's all. Your I'm art is uh, your art is unique and very uh, very well Thank done. You. I'm a little bit of an artist myself, and uh, right I, I definitely uh, I got a lot out of looking at your art pieces and the, the colors that you come out with. <laughs> very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it just, I mean, it's like an explosion you know, of, of natural color. Yeah. Well, my art journey was another, was significant step in my, my uh, conversion from atheist. Um, yeah, I'm grateful. It, it's very kind of you to say, Eric, thank you. And I'm, um, 
you know, I just want to share and think that people need to be aware that there's something greater out there. And, uh, and what we're told, is. yeah, what we're conditioned to believe ain't always so. <laughs> That's an, well, an important folks, thing. To, and I want to say peace be with you all because, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. Life is far too short and, and far too great. Uh, to be underappreciated, and, and you don't want, and you want to be a part of it. Life is, life is a beautiful thing. Be a part of it. Go out and find Sasquatch. If that's not your thing, then go do your thing and and, and share share the joys with others. Well said, yeah, James. Let's you, stay in touch. Uh, yes, sir. Let me know if you get any more uh, any more crazy. God, the vocals. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I, I, ni- that's nightmare fuel right there. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. I know. There, there was on uh, Sasquatch Chronicles, the members uh, it, uh, released recently, had a fellow by the name of Jesse, and he talks about um, hearing these chipmunks arguing. Uh, I will soon, I guess I have to now since I'm committed to it on, on radio, I will soon publish uh, an example that sort of supports that sort of chipmunky back and forth. Um, and there are a few subjects in this older subject. Uh, one, one says, right, 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 or something like that. After two beers, I can't really enunciate that, <laughs> that well. <laughs> uh, it's been the best happy hour ever. Thank you. Eric. Good. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, brother. I got to go. And I got to take care of these little babies and, uh, uh, be good and peace be with you. And, and with you, my friend. Thank you. Thank we'll you. Stay in touch. Right on. Thanks, James. So long, guys. Thank you for joining me. Until next time, this has been Uncomfortable. The show is written and produced by me, Eric Salaji. If you have an experience or a story you'd like to have featured on an upcoming episode, please email me at contact.uncomfortable at gmail.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.